The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob and Chez Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends Than by picking up Bubble Genius's own Tiny Orange Hand Soap Set Give yourself a hand or take two They're small, tiny in fact Teeny tiny. They're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. I don't pay attention to rumors. I don't pay attention to movie magazines. They don't read them because they're all junk. And, uh... No, I, 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 don't, I don't mean to put anybody's job down. When I hear rumors flying around, I got sick in the hospital. Well, I was, you know, in this day and time, you can't even get sick. You are strung out. Oh, by God, I'll tell you something, friend. I have never been strung out in my life, except on music. When I got sick here in the hotel, I got sick here that one night. I had 102 temperature. They wouldn't let me perform. From three different sources, I heard. I was strung out on heroin. But all across this town, I was strung out. If I find or hear the individual that has said that about me, I'm going to break your goddamn neck, you son of a bitch. That is dangerous. That is damaging to myself, to my little daughter, to my father, to my friends, my doctor, to everybody in my relationship with you. My relationship with up here on the stage, it is dangerous. I will pull your goddamn tongue out by the roots. Thank you very much. The best music on the best station. Wrong. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is Thursday, October 13, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob Seska. That is Chez Pazienza sitting right over there. Hello. Hi. Nothing to talk about today. I was, be trying, a... to do my, I was trying to do my best flounder in the animal <laughs> house. Hello. Uh, we're brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you're being sued by Donald Trump, better call Bo. Head over to TheBowenLawGroup.com slash Bob and Chez. Get free legal advice, or you can just uh, click the link in the podcast page. Just a, a, a word of warning ahead of time. I am I'm try, I'm not actually trying to get over. I am basically in the middle of a really, really, really bad case of the flu. So, if you either hear me cough or hear me start to cough, and my mic suddenly goes out because I've muted myself, well, apologies. You're a loser. You're you're very very weak. I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm uh, low yeah, energy. I don't, have st- I don't have stamina. Believe me. Oh Wrong. All right. Yeah, and, and weirdly, I, I mean, I've since I got back from uh, from from Virginia on on Sunday, I've I've been having major allergy attacks. So it feels like at, at any well, moment, anybody who listened to the uh, to the Patreon show on yeah. on Tuesday knew that I was because I made it very clear that I, felt, I really felt like crap. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and and I, uh, I I feel like I'm gonna sneeze like at any second. That's that's the feeling that I have right now. 
Right. And so, uh, but we, you know, obviously we've got what the hell is going on there? Is there is oh, there nothing. an earthquake in L.A.? No, I don't think so. Sorry. Another no, earthquake. What we need? Bit, my apologies. What we really need is an, another uh, news story to break. Right. Exactly. <laughs> At this point, I mean, it's just. Everything is going uh, crazy right now. It's almost impossible to keep up with the rapid-fire ultimate Trump meltdown. It is beautiful. Which began, really, I mean, this phase of the Trump meltdown began on, on Friday, as we all know, as we discussed on uh, on Tuesday's show. Uh, but now it's really uh, underway in a... It, it, <laughs> Almost said big league, and, and you know, and you know what the best part about this is. Big the league. best part about the best part about yeah. it is that it's something that it's something that news organizations love, yeah. and that people easily understand. Oh, they yes. understand sex. Right. They don't. And, and and what's been fascinating to me is all of this crap that's been coming out from WikiLeaks, which I have been reading it, and it really does amount to fucking nonsense. Yeah, but all of this stuff that Trump's people have been trying to make into a big thing. And they're so angry that this has been basically buried by, by Trump's penis, by Trump's <laughs> inability to keep his hands off women. I know. And anybody who understands the media would see that that is not a pro-Clinton bias. That is a pro-sex scandal bias. Yeah. They love it. That Again, that is something easy for people to understand. Right. And no, no, nobody, nobody trusts WikiLeaks because WikiLeaks... I mean, up until this point, they were considered broadly as being this fringe left-wing group that just willy-nilly dumps documents into the public at the uh, peril of uh, American personnel and other things like that, and that Julian Assange is this unsavory weirdo who's who's holed up in the Ecuadorian embassy. So I don't think that that is really carrying any weight. And I always go back to that scene in... No, you're, uh, you're right. It really, that it, it's, only, it's only ringing... With and this is the thing that I can't remember who it was who said this. Yeah, uh, you know, recently Trump's people are Trump's people. Right, they're not going to be swayed by anything. But he can't get anybody else. Yeah. he can't uh, because nobody else is going to look at this crap coming out of WikiLeaks and go, "Oh my God, you know what? Uh, basically, uh, illegally stolen Russian, uh, you know, uh, by a hostile government and filtered through mm -hmm. a lunatic, you know, an organization run by a lunatic who is escape, you know, basically escaping rape accusations by locking himself inside an embassy." Yeah, and there's a great scene in the movie The Contender where they're looking for information to get on Gary Oldman's character that will. Uh, uh, disparage him and embarrass him in, in public view. And so a bunch of their investigators, their opposition research people go out and they find all kinds of tax things like tax return uh, issues and crap like that. And and uh, Sam Elliott, who plays the chief of staff, plays Jeff, Jeff Bridges' chief of staff in the movie, just freaks his shit and, and starts screaming out, I, I don't want tax information. It has to be sexual, he says. <laughs> he just screams it out. And that's true. I mean, when you have... When you have a sex, a series of sex scandals like this, and they're not even sex scandals, it's this is yeah, far that, worse yeah, than just an he had an affair with someone. This is awful stuff. You're right. That is an unfair way of yeah. of, uh, of characterizing this. It's not a sex scandal. Yeah. It is it is essentially a sex assault scandal. Yeah. It is a lifetime lived by this this pretend alpha male prick yeah. who is always you know it's God. This was if this was engineered. It was it was miraculously engineered. Oh yeah, because yeah. it was on Friday they set up the scenario. They they gave you the overview, and that was I am someone who can paw anybody I want because I'm rich. That's right. 
And that just sets the stage for, and then of course, of course he was going to fall right into the trap and say, I never did anything like that. And that just sets the stage for everyone to come out of the woodwork. Any woman who has been keeping it to herself that this prick put his hands all over her. Now they come out and now they say, yeah, you know what actually he did? He really did. And I was afraid to talk about it for a long time for obvious reasons. And by the way, to anybody out there who, I mean, if you're listening to this show, you're probably not one of those people, but anybody out there still saying, oh, well, you know what? It's just one person's word. Let me explain something to you. Yeah. One of the things that the, the reason why this took a couple of days to process and get put out by the New York Times and by the other organizations that are putting it out is that they guarantee you they went back and they checked. They, you know, if you look at Slate did a really good job of laying out the accusations so far uh-huh. and of of saying, you know, when we learned about it, when it happened. And then they lay out, they say, this person told this person and this person at the time of the event, at the time of the incident. And what that tells you is those are the people who the New York Times and anybody else who needed to check with, checked with. And these are the people who they got second, you know, second confirmations on. And and just the very fact that he so publicly denied everything. Of course. Yeah, just as he said, sort of encourages more people to come out of the woodwork. It certainly encourages journalists to want to dig up more. If he had come out and he had been completely contrite. That is, when when he does something like that, he throws down the gauntlet. Yeah. He says, he's basically daring journalists, okay, find something on me. Well, yeah, exactly. When anyone challenges your credibility, you're going to want to seek out new information to further uh, uh, confirm that what you have reported is true. And when he publicly, during the second presidential debate and his historic event says that oh i didn't do all of these things and then gets up and starts acting like a uh, you know a third world dictator on the stump screaming about this or that and denying and, and then to, like what today attacking literally attacking the media for uh, most of his uh, uh, big address today you know we're to the point where uh, jim acosta from cnn was saying that during the uh, during trump's remarks today his supporters were all surrounding the press pen and just literally screaming at members of the press. I mean, if I was in that press pen, I'd be terrified. I'd, yeah. I'd be fearful for my life. There's but I mean, a, that- um, there's a good friend of mine who I used to work with her at CNN, and she's a producer. She's not, you know, she's not a reporter. Yeah. And she posted something the other day about just basically about some of the crap, you know, mm. hinting at it without really coming out and saying. Uh, actually, I mean, actually, I guess she did kind of come out and say it. Right. You know, she came out and say said what she's been. Put it this way, she said it in a, a lighthearted manner. Yeah. Um, and kind of making fun of it, but basically describing what she's been through at some of these events and the names she's been called and the people who've accosted her. And it bugged the piss out of me because, and I apologize if I sound like a chauvinist for saying this, but I, this person is, you know, I consider this person a friend and like, I just want to go swing on anybody who did that to her. That pisses me off. Trump is, and his supporters they're just they're making matters far worse for themselves. They're just they, they they're just walking into all of this. And and the funny thing is, it's not really the press that's undermining them or or the Hillary Clinton campaign that's undermining the Trump campaign. It's the Trump campaign. I mean, every single move they that they have made, especially during the course of this latest round of news has uh has completely destroyed their reputation the the bleeding is it's now like a geyser it's not like a sucking chest wound and it could have been if he had gotten up during that debate and said you know what i am honestly and genuinely sorry i made some mistakes in my time nobody's perfect 
and I, I seriously apologize uh, for for all of it. And and he seemed sincere. I mean, I would have given if if I had been advising Donald Trump. <laughs> I would have said drop out of the race. No, I would have said, um, here's what you need to do. You need to deliver a national address in, in prime time or whenever you can do it, in which you do you basically do the Nixon checkers speech and you you just lay out this uh, s- series of apologies and, and make yourself appear as if you're extraordinarily contrite for all of it right. and you promise to, to make amends to the women that you've wronged. People will forgive that. I mean, especially knowing that um, that the, the climate that we live in is more or less uh, the the default is to elevate the Republican. Not necessarily. I mean, I don't know if there's a default bias for Republicans, but we all saw between the uh, the con incident in uh, in in August and before this uh, b- before the first debate, we saw the polls narrowing. And we still were watching Donald Trump say millions of horrible things along the way. But as long as they weren't terrible, terrible things like with videotape and audio and so on, he was able to catch up and, and essentially right. close the race to a tie. So all you got to do is you apologize and then you just move on. Yeah, and you but start then, talking then, about it. You know, you start talking then, about issues and so on. I'm Donald Trump, and you're my advisor, and I tell you to basically go f- yourself and do whatever I want. <laughs> and, right. And then I get up there, and because I'm Colonel Nathan Jessup, and I believe that you know, I how dare you question me and the way that I, uh, you know, the way that I uh, do things, uh, he can't do that. You know, he has to. He has to be. You saw him at the at the second debate. He was angry. He was oh, yeah. furious. Yep. I mean, he wanted to rip Clinton's head off. And the reason he wanted to was that she she had him. The, the women from his life that he'd screwed over had him. Yep. They had him in a bind. And oh, yes. he can't handle that. Yep, absolutely. He is incapable of a genuine apology because he doesn't feel any actual sincerity in, in being sorry. All right, yeah. I mean, before we continue here, I, I just have, I have a very special uh, public service announcement from the... Uh... <laughs> From the the Donald Trump campaign. Make sure you get out and vote November twenty eighth. So if you're a uh, if you're a Trump supporter, make sure you get out and vote on uh, November twenty eighth. Thank you very much. Uh, and I suppose this is uh, warranted here. Yeah, this got to do this too. <laughs> Just the clown car crashing into a wall once again. But this is, I mean, this is, uh, this is all stuff that is uh, more or less insurmountable for Donald Trump. I, I don't think, uh, barring any sort of uh, major uh, world events or any sort of uh, scandals or, or gaffes, I, I think this is pretty much uh, an election. I mean, Hillary Clinton is going to be the 45th president of the United States. I don't think there's any yeah, doubt about that happy. at this point. I'm not, gonna, I'm not getting happy. I'm just, I'm saying, <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, I mean, let's let's just jump in here because there there are so many things to talk about. There's, there's so many new uh, news events that have come out in the last, uh, especially in the last 24 hours. I mean, last night watching the news was just it was like uh, again it was like the tennis ball machine. It was one thing after another, and um, and again I want to preface all of this by saying. Uh, morally, I am, of course, repulsed by all of these stories, as I think most Americans are. Uh, politically, how bad can this get? And I'm just right. really interested to see. Where was I seeing that, that like, as of last night, yeah. uh, or maybe it was this morning, I can't remember which, uh, there were no real Trump surrogates who were willing to go on TV. 
Yep. Like they had, like they had a pro, like they, honestly, like they had like fourth or fifth string people, like guys who, who you know, uh, like you got the guy like who serves, uh, who you know, who gave Trump Trump a cup of coffee once in a halal card on Fifth Avenue. That's the, <laughs> Mr. Trump is a very nice man. Yeah. By the <laughs> way, I just totally did the uh, the f-ing Joe Biden voice. There. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even call centers, which rushed overseas in the hundreds of thousands. How many times you get the call? I'd like to talk to you about your credit card. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, uh, I mean, I think the, the, the first major news story that we were uh, looking at last night was, of course, this New York Times story that, that broke uh, late in the day. Uh, two women, Jessica Leeds and Rachel Crooks, both accused Trump of forcing himself on on them, basically in the way that he kind of described in the uh, in the uh, initial video from Access right. Hollywood so, with Billy it's Bush. It's so beautiful that he gave them the blueprint, which, by the way, I'm not doubting their accounts. Yeah. But again, like I said, it's a perfect, it's a perfect, perfect scandal. Oh, it is. Because he set it up flawlessly. Right. Right. Again, if this was something that was planned, if I don't know, I don't know, I don't know whether it was, but you know, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But if this is something that was planned, it couldn't have been planned better. Oh, absolutely. So what happened? It's like, it's like here's the. It's like Trump goes, here's the template uh-huh. that we begin with, and now everything after that will fit this. Yeah, exactly. Here's what you can look for. Anyone who says that I, uh, I was stalking them or pinning them up against a wall or groping them on an airplane. These are this is all fair game, and this is all stuff that's uh, drip, drip, drip coming out as we go. And there's actually something that I wanted to read. Believe it or not, there was a, a post on 4chan that has been circulating Twitter in which they're not only forecasting some of the, the the next series of videos that are going to come out, but they're also talking about it because it's 4chan. They're also talking about the hashtag campaigns they're going to use to help discredit the women who are actually in the videos. Uh, so, so I've got that. That's coming up here in a second. We're also going to talk about this uh, New York Times article. We're going to talk about uh, uh, Donald Trump is now threatening to sue, or he's actually going to sue the New York Times for libel. That came out today. There's yeah, a pe- and the New York Times responded by basically telling him to go f*** himself. The, exactly. And then there's the, the People magazine reporter uh, who said uh, Trump forced himself on her inside the, his Mar-a-Lago mansion. There's this thing. There's this awful awful videotape in which trump is perving out on a 10 year old girl for god's sake a 10 year old fucking girl i mean unforgivable stuff we're going to talk about all of that more but first we have to talk about harry's razors because because they're really they're the best and and i uh I'm so happy with the new developments with the new uh, Harry's razor, the trimming blade, and the, the grippy handle and all of it. But talk about a closed shave. I almost kept paying twice as much for razor blades as I do now, now that I buy my blades at harrys.com. And to me, the shave is every bit as, uh, as close uh, and every bit as comfortable as the big name brands locked inside that glass case at the store. Harry's blades are half the price and won't shred your face like the cheap disposable bra- blades we've tried. Harry's German-engineered five-blade cartridges include a lubricating strip, a more flexible hinge for a smoother glide, and a trimmer blade for creative faces in hard-to-get places. Harry's made these improvements, by the way, without raising the price uh, the way the big brands do. Something else I just love about Harry's razors. The cartridges lock into a Truman handle, which has a rubberized grip. This is, I mean, this is my favorite thing now, because, you know, you get your hands are wet and there's shaving cream on, and you're always dropping those things, but... uh, now you can really get a good grip on them. Please try the Harry Starter Kit. It's free with just $3 shipping. That's the Razor Blade cartridges with a cover 
and the Shave Gel, a $13 value for less than what you'd pay for just one blade from the big guys. Get in on this great free trial. Go to harrys.com and subscribe to a blade schedule that's right for you. And for our listeners, there's a, a nice little extra gift, Harry's Aftershave Balm. Reducing redness with aloe and cucumber and stuff to make your face feel cool and moist. But only if you support this show by using the code BANDC when you check out. To get the free trial and the free gift, go to harrys.com. That's with two R's, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, and use the code B-A-N-D-C at checkout. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Well, think in honor of uh, Patrick Bateman, Donald Trump, right? Who will I be waiting? Yep. <laughs> And wow, as time goes on, he's more and more Bateman-esque, isn't he? His kids really are. Yeah, his kids are. I don't know if he is. I mean, he may have been back in the 80s. I think he was the uh, uh, Patrick Bateman before Patrick Bateman existed. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's like I said on, I think I wrote this on Facebook last night. This is, this is practically Shakespearean. It's oh my so God, beautiful yeah. that these women who Trump has abused and mocked and just just the, the the chauvinist rotten misogynist pig that he is they're going to bring him down he's going to lose to a female candidate yep. and female voters are basically going to tell him to go fuck himself at the polls the the only thing missing at this point honestly is uh hillary clinton making a pie and feeding donald jr and eric to him <laughs> yeah right god it's only a matter of time though <laughs> So it's really just uh, just this uh, long, long cascade into nothingness. And the problem is, is that once we get to Election Day, I seriously doubt that Election Day is going to be the end of all this. I really honestly believe that not only will we continue to hear about Trump scandals, although they won't be as, uh, as plentiful as they are now, but um, I, I honestly don't think Trump and his supporters will go quietly. I don't think that after Election Day, especially Election Night, once the, the networks all call it for uh, Hillary Clinton, and I, I'm reasonably confident they will, but don't get happy. Um, once they do that, everyone's going to go. I mean, there's going to be nervous breakdowns. There are going to be people uh, uh, in the streets. They're, I mean, the, the Donald Trump people are going to lose their minds. It is going to be, uh, I mean, they're, they're going to be gathering outside uh, boards of elections in various state and local offices. Uh, they're going to be, Donald Trump is certainly going to contest some of the, uh, the vote counts. I mean, everything is being set up for Donald Trump to, one, not concede, and two, contest the election. And I right. think he's going to have the vocal support of everyone around him. There's nothing that's happened up to this point that leads me to believe anything otherwise. I mean, why would suddenly Donald Trump start to obey the rules uh, of both decorum and the rules, the written rules of the election? No, these people, on he's already day. going scorched earth, he may as well. And these people are lunatics they will totally buy into that by the way we also have a, a miss teen contestant who is who, who's actually confirmed what donald trump said about uh, how he likes to go into the room while they're the dressing room while the miss teen contestants are all semi-undressed or completely right. naked goes in and pervs out on them i yeah, mean the, he supposedly said it's okay ladies i've seen all of this before yeah but you know what they're teenagers oh, of course they are they are, t- they are. are underage oh, the, girls the guy is a piece of he is a and phenomenal i'm so, and i'm 
angered. You know, I, I made the mistake, and I'll probably write about this for my yep. members piece this week at Banter. I made the mistake of getting into it with a friend of mine on Facebook who's a Trump supporter, an old friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, a guy with a huge heart. Huge heart. One of the best people I know. Right. And I... And he's been putting up stuff about Trump, and I, I let it go for the most part. And then I finally, you know, he posted a rally. He's like, you know, got to vote Trump. And I'm like, all right, look, you finally crossed the line. And, and like, look, I, I'm asking you to defend yourself. Like, if you're putting yourself out there, I'm, I want you to defend yourself. And, you know, and I got back a just a lunatic rant that made no <laughs> sense whatsoever. But well, uh, make sure I, to make sure well, to for your Trump supporter friend, make sure to uh, uh, let him know when Election Day is. Uh, Mr. Trump, make sure yeah, you get out and vote November 28th. <laughs> but one of but one of the, the people involved in, um, um, you know, on on his page, of course, responded to me yep. in just he, he he said he said that anyone voting for Clinton is a low information voter since she's a liar and spelled it L.I.E.R. I'm oh, like, I, I actually oh, said, God. I'm like, I'm like, pro tip. <laughs> Don't call someone low information and then immediately turn around and misspell liar. Not yeah. a good idea. Yeah, I got but one anyway, of those. Mm. I got one of those. Someone as called I, me a have, loser. As I have a little bit of water here to you know save myself for I was just gonna going to another coughing fit. I got a similar message like that, except I got the loser one with the two O's. There you go. I'm a bit, yes, a you're a loser. You, you're loser. You, loose, you loosen screws. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, he but he goes off and he's like he's like you know any guy any man who who's angry at Trump for what he said is is a hypocrite and I'm like and I just responded I'm like do you really think that every man talks that way like you know what I've I've done just fine in my lifetime in terms of of you know meeting very nice women and being I God to this day I don't know how the hell I dated half the women I've dated they were all way too good for me <laughs> never at any point in my life have I ever said the kind of things that Trump said yeah never never in my life have I have I ever said anything like that oh no you know no. I mean and there's a difference between there's a difference between Making sort of ribald jokes, and ribald makes me sound so wonderfully English, and and saying the kind of things that he said, which are just viciously. Oh, I can just do this. I can grab him, grab him by the. That's yeah. just again never. I've never in my life even thought of saying something like that. There is there's a little person inside me that won't bring me to say something like that. I've heard guys, and I've certainly talked about uh, uh, women I've had sex with. And to other guys, guys who I, I try, I'm just not randomly going around and saying it to reporters, but I'm certainly, you know, if I have a conversation with my brother or with a, a close friend of mine or, or with you, Chez, I'll certainly talk about who I'm with. And, and to a certain extent, um, you know, d depending on my mood, I'll say something like, yeah, yeah, the sex was really good with this person or that person, you know, th to that extent. But no, no one goes around and says, yeah, you know what? I went up and grabbed her by the and I, you know, by the way, I also grab lots of women by the. And and by the way, let dumb. me since we're on this subject, let me throw one more thing out that just fucking pisses me off. Yeah. Maybe this is a, a small thing to point out, but I think it's worthwhile. I think one of the things that really bothered me most about that that piece of video yeah. is that. Right after they get, first of all, it's awful that right after they get off the bus, they've been talking about the woman that Trump's about to meet and Billy Bush, that goddamn prick. And I'm so glad we killed two birds with one stone with this, <laughs> yep. um, says, you know, give, give Donald a hug and Hey, how about a hug for Bushy? That alone was bad enough, but I loved the give Donald Trump a hug. He just got off the bus as if like, you know what? He deserves a hug because his legs literally moved him two feet. 
That is the least possible effort he can (sighs) do. And for that, he deserves a hug from you. And so do I. I just got off the bus, too. I'm bushy. You fucking nitwit. Well, here's something I noticed that Donald Trump does, and and you'll never be able to unsee this now. You'll, You'll be able to look at it and see it every single time. Here's one of Donald Trump's techniques, his interpersonal techniques. You know how, like, uh, uh, Bill Clinton has the handshake where he reaches over with the other hand and grabs the forearm a little bit? Donald Trump does this where when he reaches to, to shake someone's hand, especially women, and he did this to Hillary Clinton at the end of the debate on uh, Sunday night, he doesn't reach his arm out. He only re- he puts his arm at almost like a 45-degree angle where his upper arm is perfectly p- a parallel with his body, like close in tight, and only his forearm is sticking out to reach across for the handshake. Yeah. So that makes whoever he's shaking hands with, that makes that person reach out and come closer to him. So he's almost by default pulling them closer. I don't know if I'm properly describing this because I'm I'm actually doing the gesture as I'm describing it. But his arm is way in close to his hand is way in close to his body. Plus he's got that those little tiny fingers. So uh, so his reach isn't that far. So again, he's got to draw them in. He doesn't reach out to them. He draws them in to to his body he's, he's closer. A predator. Yeah, he's of course, he's a predator. You know what else? You know, it's, and it's not being discussed in the context of, of these latest uh, series of revelations. He is a molester. I would put him in the category of an attempted pedophile. Even to that point, because if you start talking about how Donald Trump goes into a room full of teenage girls, I mean, again, we say the word teenage words, teenage girls, but these are underage girls. So mm-hmm. technically, this is a this is a form of uh, of at least statutory rape where he's going in and he's ogling. Uh, girls and he's and he's actually confessed to intentionally doing it to going in and visiting them knowing that they're naked so he can perv out on these underage girls that by the way is one of the best things about donald trump yeah because he can't just do it he (laughs) has to brag he has to brag about he has to and that's why he will always give himself away that's right because he has to because it doesn't matter if he does it if he can't boast about it so here's this tape this is one of the things that uh infuriated me uh last night watching all of this news come down mainly because it was a tape that came out cbs news reported on this i didn't see a whole lot of discussion about it on msnbc but then again I mean, there were a million things going on all at once, and it all had to do with with Trump acting like the, the biggest lech you can possibly imagine, just a, a serial sexual predator. Um, and you know what? We're gonna t- we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about this: how he perved out on this little ten year old girl. Um, just absolutely disgusting. It's a short clip of tape, but if you haven't heard it, you want to stick around for this because it'll make you sick. Uh, we'll come back with more show right after these words. Okay, you want to know the best way to support the show? The best way to support the Bob and Chez show is to go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. Here's how you do it. Go to BobSeska.com and click the Amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page. The link takes you to the main page of Amazon.com as usual. You go shopping shopping we get a small commission from everything you buy it costs you nothing extra and it helps support the show and if you run a small business and source your materials from amazon make sure to use the link for all your purchases and don't forget to bookmark it thanks so much for supporting the show and our amazon link shove bob and chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go subscribe to the bob and chez show in the podcast section on itunes Special homework assignment. If you're actually listening to the show right now and you're in front of your computer, 
go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. A bunch of you did uh, last week. I really, really appreciate it. We could use more. We need to uh, push ourselves back up the standings on iTunes, so that'll be extraordinarily helpful, and thank you in advance for doing By that. By the way, this, this just in. Yeah. Uh, Ken Bone has landed an Uber endorsement and a T-shirt deal because, you know what, he's now Chewbacca Man. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. He's, he's the new Chewbacca mom. Ken Bone. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm already tired of Ken Bone. Yeah. <laughs> Memes going around. And his, by the way, Ken Bone's question was maybe the dumbest question. It was a good topic, obviously. The environment is always important. But the way he asked it, uh, but it doesn't no. His red sweater was silly. <laughs> yeah, he had a red sweater, and he looked like the dad from Speed Racer. That's all right. <laughs> okay, so uh, there was this uh, there was this other tape that came out yesterday. It's a videotape. It's Trump being interviewed. He's standing at the bottom of an escalator, and uh, off camera we see there's a little girl who goes by him. And uh, well, this is what happens. You can hear uh, faintly in the background the the girl sort of responding to him. Clearly, this is a child, and he's totally perving out on her. Dude. Thursday night. You're going up the escalator? I'm going to be dating her in 10 years. Can you go? Yes, sir. Are you going up the escalator? And he, she says, yeah. And he turns to you know, whoever's interviewing. My daughter's eight. My yeah. daughter does, um, you know, my daughter does like dance competitions and yeah. stuff like that. If, un- if under any circumstances I heard anybody, I don't care whether it's Trump or anybody else, yeah. talk about my daughter that way, I would fucking kill that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I tweeted. I, I said, beat the living out of him. Yeah. He said, uh, you know, I'd be dating her in 10 years and his teeth would be on the floor in about 10 seconds. Yeah. Because I would pummel them out of his mouth. I mean, that would be the that would be it. I mean, I, no, I would be able to control be myself. dating her because 10 years from now, you'll still be on life support. <laughs> That's right. But I mean, talk about disgusting. I'll be yeah. dating her within 10 years. Yep. At the time, I think he was married to uh, Melania when that happened with the 10 year old girl. Just utterly disgusting. And that was just one thing. I There's, love that we haven't heard crap from Melania on this. Oh, I mean, I know. you know, she's standing by her man, which, by the way, is, you know, I, I understand that. I yeah. do. Well, I mean, look. And I, mean, I, I don't fault her for that. That's her decision. But still. You got to give it to the Democrats for being classy, at least, because uh, if this was uh, if the tables were turned, they, of course, would be attacking Melania because that's what they're doing with Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. They're attacking right. Hillary Clinton for Bill Clinton's affairs. And because and- as as Rebecca Traister said on uh, on uh, what all in yeah. um, a few nights ago, she had a great uh, she had a really, really terrific uh, spot with that show where, she, you know, she said she's like Clinton. She's like Trump goes after Clinton. The only the only way he knows how and the way he goes after all women that her biggest sin is that she wasn't able to sexually satisfy her man. Yeah. And by the way, the Christian right defending Donald Trump. What the is this all about? Christian defending a guy who is ogling underage girls, for God's sake, if not worse. I mean, this is what we heard about, you know, and and they're going they're defending. This is the family values party. The Republican Party, they're the family values. They're the they moral majority party. They don't survive this. The Republican Party, as as it's been, yeah. does, doesn't survive oh, Trump. Absolutely not. This is going to be... See, I keep thinking about this. Guys like you and I, Chez, we're going to be able to hit the Republican Party about the Trump thing for years to come. It's yeah. going to be... Oh, yeah, the Republicans? Oh, the party of Trump. That's right. The party of Donald Trump, who was ogling underage girls. There has to be, at some point... A new party, 
a new intelligent party that is devoted to, uh, you know, what, whatever the conservative principles of sort of individual liberty and strong military and that kind of thing, yep. you know, the, what sane conservatism used to be. Disagree with it or don't disagree with it. You know, at least it came from a place of it, it was a legitimate idea. Yeah. And it wasn't just the party of, you know, of crazy white resentment. And, you know, yesterday I posed this question on Twitter, and I'm glad you brought this up because uh, I asked my Twitter followers, I said, here's a question for you. The alt-right, the new Trump white nationalist alt-right faction of the Republican Party, did, did they absorb the Tea Party or is the Tea Party still its own separate thing? And the consensus was, and I think the consensus was incorrect, the consensus was that it absorbed the Tea Party. I still think the Tea Party is off on its own thing because the Tea Party is still represented by guys like Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio, people like that who are sort of uh, uh, Rand Paul, for God's sake. I'm not sure, though. Because look at how quickly they were dispatched. I think that, you know, everything has a tendency to move toward its extreme. And I think what happened was, I think that once the Tea Party people felt that they were just being, uh, they were just being paid lip service. Mm-hmm. And, and when someone like Donald Trump came along and said, I'm not, you know, all remember all the all the Tea Party rhetoric, which, you know, I, they're not going to settle for anything. They're not going to take any crap. Yeah. You know, Trump is somebody who lives by that. So oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think they did become like sort of alt right. They became Trumpites. Well, I think certainly some of them. And, and there is probably a Venn diagram overlap between the two factions. But I still believe that, you know, what you have is you have three now distinct factions of the Republican Party. You have the mainstream Republicans, the John Boehner's and Paul Ryan's, who uh, are the establishment Republicans. And they're the most reasonable of the group, even though they have sort of shifted rightward because of the Tea Party. Then you have a little bit, well, obviously, well, I mean, in some cases, a lot farther to the right. You have the Tea Party working uh, sort of... There's almost a linkage there then between the Tea Party and and the Trump faction of the Republican Party. And I, I think it's I think it's three separate and distinct entities. Well, it might, maybe not fully separate. And obviously, anything's got some overlap. But I think, uh, again, this is uh, this is a further factionalization of the Republican Party. And that leaves an opportunity, I believe, for one of those factions to branch out and then become more of the serious second uh, major I party so. that we need. I, I never I never thought I would long for the days of a pompous bore like William F. Buckley. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but what we're hearing now is guys like Steve Schmidt, Nicole Wallace on MSNBC, for example, talking about the intellectual rot inside the Republican Party. And mind you, Nicole Wallace and Steve Schmidt also gave us Sarah Palin, I think, uh, yeah. to a certain extent against their will. I mean, Nicole Wallace, I think she she actually either quit the McCain campaign or quit working with Sarah Palin because she was originally tasked with uh, being Sarah Palin's handler and tutor <laughs> in a lot of wow. ways. And uh, But I mean, so I think she has an in- insight in terms of where things are going. Certainly Steve Schmidt, who saw it up close too and uh, had to deal with Sarah Palin as well. Um, I think they're they're the ones who you kind of look at as being uh, movers and shakers when it comes to st- strategizing how this can all go down. I don't know whether it will. I mean, clearly, uh, Reince Priebus and the RNC is doing a lot of business right now with Donald Trump, but mainly because they know that this is a voting block that's going to be important in the midterms and, and off-season or off-year elections. And so... <laughs> They're kind of all stuck together, and unless they do something, they're scr- they're utterly screwed. The whole group of all three factions of the Republican Party are just completely screwed. So we'll see how that all turns out. All right, so I want to get into um, this uh, New York Times story. I also want to talk about. By the way, I got I got to give you so much credit, so much credit. 
because I was reading up on Rogue One today. The new trailer looks amazing. Oh, yeah, it and, does. And Jan Wen's character uh, in it is, his name is Baze Malbus. And I'm like, <laughs> perfect. You, you were so right when you called Reince Priebus is a Star Wars name. I've never heard the first name Reince ever before. I've never heard the last name Priebus before. And it's so funny how Reince Priebus also emerged right after everyone was uh, wringing their hands and complaining about Barack Obama having an exotic name. Exactly. And so <laughs> the next RNC chairman is Reince Priebus, for God's sake. All right, we're going to take uh, one last break and come back with this New York Times story. We're going to dig into that, maybe the People Magazine reporter story, and, and of course Trump's reaction today, which we haven't even gotten to, which basically amounts to, why would I perv out on those women? Why would I grab those women? They're so ugly. Right, look at them. Look yeah, at her. Look at about, them. About the, about the, uh, the People magazine <laughs> oh, uh, journalist. Oh, my God. And it's still there's still so much uh, further to go with all of this crap. More uh, show right after these words. Ah, who are you? And what are you doing in my bathroom? Relax, dude. It's just me. I'm trying on my new mustache soaps for size. What's up? Yeah, it's my new stash box. Mustache soaps from Bubble Genius. See, look at this one. Oh, oh, hello, my darling. Do you admire my sexy stash? <laughs> uh, dude, you're a weirdo. <laughs> no, it's fun. Here, see for yourself. Try this one on for size. Oh, fine. Well, howdy, ma'am. <laughs> Y'all know where I can hitch up my horse at? <laughs> uh, oh, gee, this is a neato one. I'd like to discuss the molecular structure of soap, please. <laughs> These soapy stashes are spectacular! See? I told you! Super fun! And they smell great and lather up like crazy. Those bubble geniuses got it going on! Stashbox mustache soaps for good clean fun. Only from Bubble Genius. BubbleGenius.com Make sure you get out and vote November 28th. This is the Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Oh, yes. Welcome back to our Thursday show. Thank you for joining us today. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you for supporting us at Patreon.com slash Bob and Chez and on iTunes and at Amazon.com. Okay, so uh, the two women are uh, Jessica Leeds and Rachel Crooks. Uh, Jessica Leeds evidently was traveling in first class with uh, Donald Trump, and uh, about 45 minutes after takeoff, Mr. Trump lifted up the armrest and began to touch her. According to Ms. Leeds, Trump grabbed her breasts and tried to put his hand up her skirt. Quote, he was like an octopus, she said. His hands were everywhere, his teeny tiny little hands. Uh, she fled to the back of the plane. It was an assault, she said. Miss Leeds was told the story uh, to has told the story to at least four people close to her who also spoke with the New York Times. 
Mr. Trump. See that? See that's it. That's your that's your secondary confirmation. Yep, exactly. Right there. Right there. I mean, of course, there's no video to it, but all of this now. I mean, there are there are going to be some stories that will have video. There'll be stories that will have audio, but there will also be stories that will be just firsthand accounts. By the and, way, did you hear? Please tell me you heard Katrina Pearson's response to that. Yeah, it was a uh, ridiculous idea. Where, like, she, I, where she said, "Well, if you look at the way first class first class was set up on planes back in the '80s, it just couldn't have happened." Yeah, really, but, that's your that's your fucking answer. Right. She listed okay. off a bunch of names of uh, different kinds of airplanes and then said the the armrests wouldn't go up on those planes at the time there just wasn't the technology for retractable armrests on she's in u- first she's class using the, she's using the chewbacca defense look at the little monkey <laughs> yeah exactly it's the chewbacca defense yeah if the armrests don't lift then you must quit Something like that. I mean, just unbelievably stupid. And the guy, Peter Beinert, was one of the guests who was in one of the windows next to her, and he was just laughing. He just started laughing his ass off. I mean, it was a supercut of, <laughs> yeah. of people talking to Trump people. Yeah, just just losing their. Just Either the- laughing or like Brooke Baldwin putting her hands, you know, putting her head in her hands when that crazy Trump woman's tell her that she was like a harlot or something like that. Yeah, it's just like big Robert De Niro Cape Fear. Yeah. Like this. this is Peter Beiner today with Katrina Pizzo. <laughs> She's like, there are different kinds of ar- airplanes and it, the armrests couldn't go up. So how was, how was she able to... Have her <laughs> vagina groped or her breast. I, I just want to be there when she brainstormed that nugget. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just dumb, dumb, dumb. And, you know, it's funny, too, uh, watching Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway, by the way, used the most inappropriate word to defend Donald Trump against these accusations. She, she said, we should stop pussyfooting around. She that said. is perfect. Did you see, please tell me you saw uh, this weekend's SNL, um, the video video skit that they did, yes. Kelly and Conway's Day Off. Day Off, yes. Where it, she's, that was, Jesus Christ. Seriously, genius. Kate, McKin- Kate McKinnon is a national treasure. She's she really awesome. is. Yeah, she was so good. So good as Hillary Clinton. So good as Kelly and Conway. She's and that awesome. sketch, if you haven't seen that sketch yet, go to YouTube or wherever you can find it and watch Kelly and Conway's Day Off because it was, it not only nailed the fact that every three seconds there's a new trump scandal and that she has to run to the news studios to respond about it but she, they also nailed the way she spins yeah. and it's so funny like i don't know that if was were- really funny and i love i love uh uh the guy playing jake tapper who just every <laughs> single time he's just Kellyanne, but he's just completely exhausted. That's right. That's right. So she could take anything, any accusation, and turn it into an attack on Hillary Clinton. It is uncanny. And boy, did they nail that on Saturday Night Live. Okay, so the other woman in this uh, uh, New York Times series uh, or story is uh, Rachel Crooks. She's a, a, she was a 22-year-old receptionist at Bayrock Group, a real estate investment and development company in Trump Tower in Manhattan. And she encountered Mr. Trump outside an elevator in the uh, building one morning in 2005. Aware that her company did business with Mr. Trump, she turned and introduced herself. They shook hands, but Mr. Trump would not let go, she said. Instead, he began kissing her cheeks. Jesus, can you imagine that's, that goddamn uh, 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 fish-looking set yeah, of lips that, coming that- at all of a mouth. Yeah, he's like fluke man coming after you. It's just like, oh my God, what the, the mouth? And he's like kissing. And, and, and then he said, and then she said, he, quote, kissed me directly on the mouth. 
It didn't feel like an accident, she said. It felt like a violation. Quote, it was so inappropriate, Miss Crooks recalled in an interview. I was so upset that he thought I was so insignificant that he could do that. Shaken, Miss Crooks returned to her desk and immediately called her sister, Brienne Webb, in the small town in Ohio where they grew up and told her what had happened. Quote, she was very worked up about it, said Miss Webb, who recalled pressing her sister for details. Being from a town of 1,600 people, being naive, I was like, are you sure he didn't just miss trying to kiss you on the cheek? She said, no, he kissed me on the mouth. I was like, that is not normal. So that's the uh, that the, basically the story of the uh, these two women who were groped by Donald Trump. And then the one of the really sick ones is this uh, this story from this People magazine reporter, a former People magazine reporter, Natasha Stoinoff. She was accosted inside Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago mansion uh, in 2005. Again, this is 2000. What was Donald Trump doing in 2005 that he became such a lech? It was right around. Wasn't it right around uh, the beginning of the Apprentice TV series? So suddenly he's a TV star. Maybe that was it. That, like got, that might have been. That might have been it. I mean, I know that he hadn't he just married Melania. Yeah. She's, she's, she's pregnant or something like that, which, by the way, would speak volumes. Yeah, she was pregnant and she was in the house at the time. There you go. So, so what happened was, uh, so let's see here. Uh, during the 2005 assignment for people, she said, Mr. Trump told her that he wanted to show her around his Mar-a-Lago mansion, particularly the one, quote-unquote, tremendous room <laughs> she needed to see. God, he even used the word tremendous. Just has, he just has nothing. <laughs> his wife had gone off to another part of the residence to change it to a new outfit, she wrote. That's Melania went into the other room. We walked into that room alone, and Trump shut the door behind us. Because it, because it was time for her costume change. Miss <laughs> Stoinov wrote, I turned around, and within seconds, he was pushing me against the wall and forcing his tongue down my throat. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, Quote, and that's the thing. You know, I mean... But that's, I mean, I there's, have, there's more here. experience with, with um, women who... Um, who are very attracted to, and, and this is nothing personal, but yeah. you know, women who are very attracted to guys who do have money and power. But I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. I can. I've never been able to wrap my head around even being intoxicated by power about wanting yeah. Donald Trump to kiss you. Oh that God. that fucking creature. Yeah, and that's just it. I'm looking at all of this, and I'm going, oh, let me finish this. I don't want to come back to the way he looks. Remind me to come back to that. Otherwise, I'm going to forget um, because there's too many things. Too many things, too many things, too many things. So what happened was is he's trying to ram his tongue down her throat, and suddenly the butler rushes in and says Melania is on her way, and that's the only thing that stopped her from ba- stopped him from basically raping her. I mean, that's, a, that's a, just disgusting. And now, I mean, back to the way he looks, there's something that's especially cartoonish now about the way Donald Trump looks, given the all of these circumstances swirling around him. The fact that that we're hearing all of these terrible, terrible stories to me just emphasizes too, on top of everything else, emphasizes how cartoonish he looks, because it's like. It's like his his story is 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 growing into this cartoon supervillain story, right? And then you combine that with his stupid fucking hair and his ill fitting suits and his stupid gestures and his self applied orange whatever the fuck he puts on his face, yeah. and it's just he's just so stupid and awful and monstrous, and it's all fitting together like a big jigsaw puzzle of bullshit. I just, I, I'm loving this. And I hope, I hope when he, 
I hope on some level he is just, he's mortified about what's going on. But I know for a fact that what he's doing now, I mean, he's basically, the Trump campaign is declaring war on the press. They're declaring war on the Clintons and none of it is going to stick. None of it is going to stick. What's he he's saying? Oh, the press makes up stuff about me. His loyal supporters are going to believe it, but no one else is going to believe it. I mean, right. what is it's like the New York Times word versus Donald Trump, who who claims to have the best words, right? Yeah, I know words. I had the best words. A guy who's lied over and over again. Yeah, a, a guy who did this. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, Jesus. Oh, by the way, Donald Trump with the uh, special public service announcement on Election Day. Make sure you get out and vote November 28th. <laughs> I can't get enough of that one. Uh, so, so all of these things are, are part of a big, just this big uh, heaping pile of slag. It's just like one thing after another. And it's accumulating now to the point where it's he's especially knowing who's around him, who's surrounding him and knowing his instincts. There's no way he's pulling out of this. There's just no way. I think the only no, thing that I, could change the election right now think, is some big nine 11 kind of attack. And, and we don't want, I think he could have had, yeah. um, had he had, you know, look, this is elections now are basic in terms of narrative elections are like basketball games. It can come down to the last couple of days. Cause I yeah. mean, you watch, you watch Donald Trump tank over a period of like a week. Yeah. So honestly, like anything can happen, but I think that what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks is that these stories are going to keep coming out and the press is going to keep hammering them. Oh, and yeah. it may turn out that actually this was this broke at the exact perfect time. That's right. Because because Trump doesn't have time to recover. The, the stories are going to keep coming. And every time he tries to uh, to solve it, he's going to make things worse. I really loved uh, um, uh, John. Uh, uh, freaking Jesus Christ! Oh, ah. <laughs> who? No, Jesus. What did Jesus say about all of this? I can't imagine. I was watching. Uh, I watched the clip from uh, from John Oliver from Sunday night, and he had a great comment. And I'm I'm going to try to paraphrase here. And it was something like, "Remember <laughs> where we were a week ago, where you would have to look so far up to see the bottom? Well, now that point, way, 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 way up there, that's where we were last week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I it's mean, that's like, like, it's so funny you mentioned that, too, because uh, what I was thinking is, like, the next tape that's going to come out is him saying while he's recording the first apology video from last Friday. Right, like, yeah. there's an outtake from one of his apologies about the grab her by the thing, and then in that context, in the process of recording that apology video, he, he calls some African-American guy on the set a and then, yeah, <laughs> and then suddenly that's, that's the next tape. <laughs> It's like there suddenly his his scandals become meta scandals. Like right. he created a new scandal while trying to put out the fire from the previous but scandal. But that's exactly what's happening. And that's that's yeah. the kind of beautiful thing about this is yeah. that every time he tries to make it better, he just sends it further into a tailspin. Oh God, the yeah. people who love him, those are people who are not going to leave his side. That's but right. They're not enough to win an election. Well, speaking of those people, one thing I can't think I can't stop thinking about is and this I saw this a lot in Virginia because I was really in the the boondocks of Virginia over the weekend. I mean, just way out in the country. Lots of uh, Trump Pence yard signs and yep. lots of Trump Pence bumper stickers. Lots yep. of people driving around in their minivans and their, uh, their cars with uh, just a Trump bumper stickers stuck to them. I mean, <laughs> good luck peeling those things off now because now you're tarnished with this scarlet letter A, the, the A meaning tall 
You, you've now attached yourself. You might as well be a scarlet letter P for pedophile. How about right. that? How about a scarlet letter M for molester? Now you've got this attached to your car and you're proudly driving down the highway with this crap, this advertisement on your car for a guy who was ogling a 10-year-old girl. Boy, you must be so proud. Must be a proud moment for you to be careening down 95 with that bumper sticker on your bumper having to pass people in traffic. Reasonable people who see this guy for the monster that he is. Just utterly disgusting. Okay, we've got to, unfortunately, we've got to wrap up the show because we're running late on time here. Uh, in fact, we've gone way long with the show. But still more to talk about on the postmortem show at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. Got to talk about this uh, this infuriating hashtag that was going around yesterday. And it, all, it was all based on a map, an electoral map, showing what the uh, results of the election would be if only men voted. So, of course, all the 4chan, men's rights, uh, alt-right, white nationalist Trump supporters all you know, start this uh, hashtag. Maybe somewhat uh, tongue-in-cheek, maybe a little bit trolling, but it, the, the actual hashtag is disgusting. Plus, speaking of 4chan, I've got this, uh, this dispatch that went out on 4chan to all of, the, uh, all of the idiots who are supporting Donald Trump online. And uh, not only does it forecast what's to come as far as new scandals, new Donald Trump tapes and revelations coming out, but also how they intend to uh, combat those things. So we're going to talk about that, too. And a whole lot more. Rudy Giuliani continuing his descent into Matt. Well, you know what? We'll play the let's play the, the Rudy Giuliani thing right now as we're wrapping up the show. Rudy Giuliani was speaking on the stump, completely just continuing to destroy his uh, what was left of his reputation. And had this to say about Hillary Clinton's health care proposal. We don't want your socialized medicine. Take it and stuff it the moon. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> I suggested it, but I didn't say it. So basically, take your socialized medicine and stuff it up. I, I mean, I took that to mean take it, your socialized medicine and stuff it up your f***ing. I think that's what he was uh, suggesting there. Yeah. Classy guy, Rudy Giuliani. I think Rudy Giuliani, uh, and maybe this is sad to say, I don't want to make light of Alzheimer's, but he sounds like a guy, especially after hearing his uh, interview with Chris Matthews Sunday night after the debate, right. sounds like a guy who's in the early stages of dementia. I don't know. Could be. I mean, the way he was behaving. America! During that interview, just utterly... Uh, way, way out to lunch. Just uh, completely outside the realm of sanity. And that tape we just played another example of that. So. All right, more to come on the uh, postmortem show and also more on the after party. That's at patreon.com slash Bob and Chess. Subscribe, why don't you? We'll see you over there. Bye-bye. Make sure you get out and vote November 28th.